Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. Happy holidays to one and all. Hey, Matt, I'm a bit stressed. Why? Uh, mostly because I just want to say stress. You because... used the word stress <laughs> in the first sentence of the show. Because you said you don't want to use the word stress of this show. So I figured, let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> You know what? You're leaving. I am leaving. I am so leaving. So I'll let that one go. I'm having my fun. You you use the word stress <laughs> in your first line. I really interrupted you to say it. Yeah, you, yeah, you even interrupted my line. Which sorry, keep going. Keep doing things. I I'm don't sorry. even know where I was. Can we get the music back? No, hey, this is, um, this is a Christmas show. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas to uh, you. Hanukkah Kwanzaa Christmas. Is that yes. the all-inclusive Thank word? And... Bless God bless us, everyone. Name that line. Tiny Tim, Christmas Carol. Wrong. It's on Looney Tunes. No. Dennis it is, Rodman. It is on Looney oh. Tunes. Dennis Sorry. Rodman when he went to South uh, South Korea. Uh, North, Korea. North Korea. Or North Korea. Where'd he go? You mean best Korea. I almost said South Africa. <laughs> I think Dennis was the guy signing, um, signing for Mandela's funeral. Uh, is that not him? Nope. No, nope. Not him. Okay. Someone else, though. I got to watch the news more. Sky's with us today. Uh, Sky has been missing, as you notice, every Monday. Sky takes what he calls a break, a day off. He, it's a day where he likes to go to the spa. Sabbatical. He, yeah, he calls it Sabbath part two. <laughs> Sabbath dose. And he um, he likes to get, he has his, uh, his corns buffed and his nails done. And then he likes to come in not shaven with his big hair. Welcome back, Scott. He goes to a spa, manages to still look like a hobo. Yeah. <laughs> it is the worst $150 ever spent at a spa. You don't, you don't seem the, more is, relaxed. Is the point of a spa to look better afterwards and enjoy it while you're there? Because I go to the spa to enjoy it while I'm there. I don't care afterwards the effects it has. You actually go to the spa. I don't go to the spa. I've well, you just said you did. Um, you look, uh, what's the word? Haggard. Haggard. Disheveled. You, you look disheveled. You look tired. It's Home almost like, tired. are you in the middle of finals? Yeah. I got about three hours of sleep last night. No way. Weird, because that's how many Merit got. I'm looking about the same this night as well. Really? Maybe. Why? 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 Are we all, all my all my finals are coming in in the same like three. Or, well, actually, it's all week, but most of them are the first three days. You know what? And I have I've got a feeling papers and projects as well. This yeah. is, I think, is true with the holidays. I think you're going to have a letdown. A letdown. What happens for the holidays? We all get so excited to give all the presents. We do all the shopping. There's so much excitement, and then I think there's a holiday letdown. And after you're like, no, because oh. the thing I look forward to the most at holidays is no homework. And there will be no homework. No, but and the letdown will, will be. It. Well, then you won't have any. You won't be stressed. You exactly. won't be done. You've already done everything on Deer Hunter 2014. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, see, that was a test, and you failed it. No, but so I push the button. You don't think you'll have a you'll have a come down where you'll just be frustrated and a letdown, and you'll be done, and you'll be depressed. No, I'm going to be extremely happy. Okay. Well, we'll see. You are going to be starting another opportunity. 
Because you you're only have two more days on the show after today. After today, two more days on the show. Do you want to tell people what you're doing? Um, Come on. <laughs> tell them with, about the petting zoo. Okay, so I got this really sweet gig. It's at a petting zoo. Uh-huh. And tell them what you do. I, I bring the billy goats out and on a rope. And the photographer. You do the, you do the pictures I, with well, the goats. Well, I first bring the, the goats out, set them up next to the kids. Then I take my camera out and take a picture. Yeah. And then I give it to the kids. You, you try and get the picture before the goats begin before eating the, the children's <laughs> clothes. Yes. But during is also acceptable. Yeah. We're going to miss you. Yesterday was, was Bryce's t- day to shine. He even told us uh, what his middle name is. Do you know what it is? <clears throat> I have no idea. Well, it was on our show yesterday. Did you not listen to our show yesterday? <sighs> what do you think, Matt? Uh, obviously not. When you're gone, do you listen to your show? Every day. I don't believe that. I go to bed listening to my show. <laughs> I'm going to give you three names. You need to choose which name is the, is Bryce's middle name. Okay. Is it A, Joshua, B, Jeremy. I'm going to give you four names. C, James, D, Larry. James. Bryce? Uh, give yourself a ding. Bam. How did you know that? The other ones were ridiculous. <laughs> no uh, one, my son's no name is Joshua. But that's not his middle name. Bryce Joshua Tobin. Who would, who would name their kid that? Joshua. There's, Sorry. There's someone somewhere. I like, I'm Bryce Joshua. <laughs> and then what was, what was the other? J- oh, Jerome. Jamal, Jerome, no, no, Jerem, Jeremy, 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 Bryce, Jeremy, Tobin. That doesn't, yeah. but doesn't Bryce, sorry. James, Tobin. That's got a little bit of a ring. Yeah, and a lot of people's middle names. Why are not James. Larry? What have you got against Larry? Um, what did Larry ever do? I to think you? I just recall him mentioning often that it's not an L because we okay. always come up with L <laughs> names. Uh, true context clues. <laughs> you know, hey, it's amazing. You know what? You got this finals thing down. It's okay. almost like he's been listening during this. <laughs> Anyway, on the show today, we're talking about conquering the holiday blues. I really believe people have a letdown. And sometimes the letdown is it's just because, you know, grandma died this year and so she won't be a part of the festivities. And so it brings back memories, death, someone we've lost. Sometimes it's just your kids are gone. You're all alone. Sometimes that's not bad. Sometimes that's really good. Uh, I've never had that experience. Sometimes it could be just something, you know, I get let down because – once everyone has their toys and everything, then you're just then you just get the bill. You know there's a bill coming Monday. <laughs> Those credit cards, they do not care. No. They don't take holidays. Interest rates, Huge. there is no day off for interest rates. So the blues, do you guys ever suffer the blues during the holidays? Wow, that was, that was lots like, of jumping in rolling participating. His eyes. <laughs> I forgot we were on radio. No, actually I only am ever happy. I I, wow. I get I get the blues, probably once Christmas is is like a good ways away and it's like two or three days left to go back to school. Then I'm yeah. like, oh. yeah. How about that blue? Yeah, when you got to go. When start you know you again. have to start again. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's like the impending doom of the holidays. Yes. Like it's always there. You know it is. It's coming. Tick. But do you remember when you were really young and you had to go back to school and that kind of meant? You know, when I was now young, you got the hard I time. was. I was fresh and pure, and I liked school. That's that's kind of a recent thing. <laughs> oh boy, are you serious? Yeah. Well, you know what? You In third grade school? school was easy. <laughs> that's true. I just you know did a math worksheet and I yeah. colored. Yeah. Yeah. Did you stay in the lines? I did because I'm slightly. The problem with school in, in elementary <laughs> school it wasn't 
that it was hard. It's You're that recess. you had to you had to be somewhere in a desk. You had to be in a line. You were being forced to go everywhere like cattle. Okay, let when me you're at you. home, you're free <laughs> to go where you want to go. Well, you know, I was homeschooled for a lot of my recess, up years. Recess so basically, So you could stay in bed and do your no. worksheet. No, my mom would not allow that. She wouldn't that. allow that? No, definitely The not. hardest thing about school for me was always the ladies. Um... That's kind of a legit holiday blues. Like keeping, you know, because they're always like, hey, you want to play kissing tag? <laughs> and I'm like, hello? I'm a junior in high like, school. Ladies, ladies, I haven't, I, I haven't been it yet. <laughs> and not all of you have made me it yet. So chop, you know. chop, <laughs> chop, chop. I, uh, I, the worst part about that was you'd go back to school. And then back in the day, you guys don't remember this because this probably predates you. But those out there that have lived a life full like mine. We used to wear galoshes. <laughs> Do you guys even know what a galosh is? Is that the one where you put it over your shoe? It's a boot that goes over your shoe, right? So you leave your shoes on. Now, if Don's out there in listening land, I know Don will come in because he's, I'm sure. He's probably sporting a pair right now. He's probably got a pair of galoshes on. <laughs> but you, you, yeah, you have, so you wear your normal shoes and then you have to stick them inside. But here's the problem. They get sticky. It's sticky. So sometimes you can't get your shoe out of the boot, the galosh. So I'd always cover mine in bags. <laughs> so then you'd put like a bag on, like a plastic bag, and then you – because those are slipperier. So that helps you slide in. Then you have to buckle them up. So right after the recess bell would ring, all the kids would run, and then you'd have to put your galoshes on. That's about seven minutes. <laughs> and then your coat and your gloves and your hat. And by the time you were ready to go outside, you they'd be ringing the bell. Yeah. So you had like 12 minutes or whatever recess. But my feet, by the way, always dry. Always dry. Because you never went outside. Never got to go outside. <laughs> but my feet were warm. What else do you want? That's I, depressing. I don't know if it was the holiday blues. I definitely get the holiday boredoms. Yeah. Because... You know, Christmas happens. Christmas is great. Right after Christmas, you go do Christmas sales stuff if you're into that. Okay, cool. That's something to do. Then what do you do on the 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th? See, I'd like to just be left alone. Oh, absolutely. But then, you know what? All the kids are off school. And, well, okay, all the kids are off school. Oh, galoshes. Oh, here he is. Yeah. Here he is. Look, who just, look what the cat drug in. Galoshes. Did you wear them, Donnie? You I them wasn't going to come in. I was going to, you know, resist you the temptation to come in and talk you about galoshes. You wore galoshes. No. What? Where what were you raised? About, were you raised in a warm place? Yes. I was That's raised why. in California. That's why. Yeah. You never had I a galosh? I knew people that had galosh. You saw them, and, the big, saw and they them. had the big yeah. buckles? Big buckles. And in fact, we moved to Utah, and I was in knee-deep snow with my vans or whatever, you know, and uh-huh. tennies on. California and, boy. And it was so not yeah. working. I bet you had OP but pants I, on. I wished I had uh, galoshes. galoshes, yeah. I'm telling you. They're the race. I mean, the, the women They'll love a man in well, galoshes. Do you know what? Actually, you see... Some of the uh, young ladies around campus wearing what look like galoshes. No, they do. They do. They're stylish. It's, it's stylish. It's come back. But see, a real galosh, <laughs> is that how you use it? A real what galosh. What is the plural? Yeah, I don't galoshes. know. Boot. Galosh eye. Gaulish. Yeah. Uh, was only black. Yeah. You didn't know. I think the girls that they're using today are like red and yeah, yellow. They're all, they're yellow. Fancy. Nah, yeah. Sissy. And they no, take black, their shoes black. off before they put their feet Yeah, they do. Yeah. But you, back then, it was just more efficient. Who needed to take the shoes off? You can put them That's right on. Over. And you need your wingtips have... to get when you get to work. That's right. You need to have those wingtips. you got to have your glasses. The Oxfords. Well, I'm sorry you never had that experience. No, but I Do you suffer the blues at Christmas? 
Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. Just it, now, Doctor. it's just you and the missus. You just hang out. Yeah, it's put fun. on some Barry Manilow. <laughs> Drink some wassail. Vinyl. <laughs> Is that what you do now, Don? <laughs> Is that Barry Manilow you listen to? His Christmas album's to die for. Oh, you bet. You bet. Barry, These guys, they and laugh the, at And the Barry. chipmunks. And the chipmunks. <laughs> that one makes me sick. That's like, that because that was my day too. Those guys, I mean, I love that. That was my favorite cartoon. Yeah. Hmm. Now I'm already sad. Yeah, we're getting all, it's half over. We're getting all nostalgic. Well, Don, thanks. Go. Thanks for having me. We'll get you a pair of galoshes. Maybe that's what I'll get you for Christmas. What size are you? Not telling. If you're a size 10, I'll get you a 14. That way your boots will fit. Uh, conquering the blues is the topic today. And uh, one way to do that, obviously, is going to be books and movies. Pie. It's always pie with you. It used to be bacon. Um, I'm just saying. It's that time of year. Christmas pie. Or just a pie. But see, what pie do you serve at Christmas? Chocolate. Oh, that's right. You like chocolate pie? <laughs> if you're English, you eat mincemeat pie. Ugh. Ugh. It's hey, a, it's not have I told you guys sounds. about figgy pudding? Bring us a figgy, you know. I, I'm telling you. You had figgy pudding? My nana made the best figgy. It wasn't really I figgy. Would believe it that. was, uh, I can't remember what it was called. It's one of those things that you grow so up good. your whole life thinking is just going to be the most yeah. disgusting. It looked thing horrible. Ever. And then when you're an adult, and then you like, you're like, you take it oh, back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nana that's pretty knew. okay. Yeah. What, uh, what pie do you eat? You don't eat pie at Christmas. Pie at Christmas. Mm-mm. And it's not huh? a cake holiday either. That's not no, it's a cookie holiday. We do cookies. Yeah. I'm not a cookie guy. I'm not. Sky's not either. No, I'm very much Matt, a cookie guy. Matt hates are you Christmas. surprised you're not a cookie guy? I don't like <laughs> Why are you surprised by that? Who doesn't like cookies? Oh, I thought yeah, you were like, like making a, huge a comment. Cookie person. <laughs> That's the best part of the holidays. Are you? Yeah. Uh, what do you do? Favorite movie for Christmas? Favorite movie for Christmas. Give me one, and then I might let you give me more if you get it really. If you get it right. <laughs> okay. If you get it right, this is the number one most favorite movie of all time for Christmas. If you get it right, I'll let you give us some more. It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. That is, that is I'll go the with best that. one. Yes. That is probably right. Yeah. But that's old. That's like traditional. No, you watch Old it every school. year. It changes you. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. My favorite, like, fun Christmas movie, though, yeah. Elf. It never gets oh. old. No, Elf's the best. No. Uh, Elf's Seeing the best Seeing him crunch m and and spaghetti, I just, uh-huh. like, I always laugh. And, and, it makes uh, me giggle every time I syrup. think about it. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to try it. I can't I, get enough of um, the Christmas, what's it called? National, not National Lampoon's. Um the Christmas story? With the boy. Uh, yeah. The Christmas story. The Christmas story. story. Yeah, with the leg lamp and oh, yeah. Ralphie no, not that can't one. put his arms down. Not that no? one. The one where he gets, he, they left him. Everyone left him. Oh. Home Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone. I like that. I think it's because I like to see a kid seriously injure adults. <laughs> what does that say about you? What do you teach know. your children? It's because I always wanted to be that kid <laughs> that would seriously outthink adults. What's your favorite movie, Bryce? I bet yours involves gore, maybe a zombie. Uh, does what is Die Hard? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because there's a Christmas party. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, and it's an awesome one. Okay, no, happens on Christmas. I'm just saying. Uh, let's do Sky Boys. Favorite Christmas? Uh, see, it's got to be a Christmas movie. Uh-huh. Children of the Corn. <laughs> All right, we'll go with that one. <laughs> I'm trying to think, is there like, is there a Christmas horror movie? Is there a good one? You think I've, I've seen some like there was like Bad Santa or something. I haven't seen the movies. I just see them in, when there were blockbusters around. Uh, Bad Santa was the like blockbuster a, near where my friend lives because she's closed down. 
I know. $1. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, Okay. We're going to take a break. We're talking holiday blues. How to not get sucked into the blues. One way is just listening to this show. There's no way you can suffer the blues. Listening to a bunch of us just blowing smoke. You don't want to say it. We'll be right back. We're going to come back and our own Bryce James Tobin is going to talk about memories. How to create some new something new, I guess, with our memories. A little rantification by the B-Dog. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Happy holidays. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are going to be talking about uh, how to make sure your holiday season doesn't slide into the abyss, that you don't fall into the blues. And who better to talk about the blues than our very own rantification expert, Bryce James Tobin. Does it feel good to... It feels really good. feels good. You were like Jimmy? Ooh, no. Don't start that. No. no. I yeah. thought about it. I like Bryce James. You could you could be BJ. Oh, I that's could. Cute. That's, that's what my uh, dad's dad would call me, and yeah. no one liked it. So I don't know why, including me. Um, here's the deal: memories. You know, if people didn't have memories, they wouldn't have joy, right? I don't know about that. If people didn't have memories, they wouldn't have shame. So, <laughs> or guilt. Two sides to every coin. So your little rant here is going to teach us how to take uh, a negative memory and what. And uh, replace it with a good one. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is The Bryce is Right. Nothing kills the mood like someone bringing up a bad memory. You see, the past is a funny thing. It can never be changed. It's always there, just lurking. And if it's a bad past, it seems more likely to do a lot of lurking. So then why is it that during Christmas, a time when we all get a chance to set everything aside and just enjoy our existence for a few days, why does someone have to bring up something unpleasant? We'll use my family as a hypothetical example. Let's say everyone on my dad's side of the family got together. Things would be great, and even though I know nobody's dumb enough to say this, it's all hypothetical, remember? But what if someone reminded us that Christmas is also our recently departed grandmother's birthday. Thanks for the downer, hypothetical relative. I don't really understand why people do things like this, but it always seems to happen. Good job. You just reminded grandfather that his wife is dead, and you reminded her kids that their mom is gone, and you ruined the mood. Did you do it out of some kind of petty revenge? Or are you just inept and you tried to contribute to the conversation and that's the best you could come up with? Here's the thing. There's nothing you can do about the past. It's already happened. But when it comes to memories, they are very replaceable. So yeah, grandmother's birthday may be on Christmas. But what about the time we all got together and went and did that really super fun thing where some of the dads did something embarrassing? Ha ha ha. Wasn't that great? See that? Memory replaced. So when you or someone else brings up an unpleasant past, don't wallow. Get in there and make new memories. Did you start your holiday shopping late one year? Then did your sister just decide to remind everyone of your total failure this year? Don't wallow. Systematically hide all of her gifts or the ones she gave to people or both so that on Christmas Day, she wakes up to a well-orchestrated prank. Make sure to record her confounded reaction and instead of remembering your gaffe, everyone can remember the time you pulled off an elaborate prank. Hopefully your sister has a good sense of humor, but do you see what I mean. Don't wallow in your blues. Replace it with something that's worth remembering. All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. Well done. Wallow. Don't do it. Don't wallow. That's just, a cool word, though. That's a great <laughs> word. Um, don't wallow. Just, just find something better to do. 
move on. Find something better to Rethink. think about. Okay. But what if what I'm wallowing over is the loss of a partner of 45 years? Uh, then Christmas is not the appropriate time to uh, make a big deal about that. You have 364 days of the year to... What if I can't not... That's a double thing. What if I am incapable of letting that thought go? Because everything about the holidays reminds me of my long-lost partner. Um, then have the strength of character to keep your mouth shut and don't share it with everyone else. Or there's also good thoughts. Sure. Good thoughts are great. You know what I mean? Share that. I got an idea. What if, and this is a true idea, what if you um, focused on the love, not the loss? So what if you made a list with your family if you've lost somebody? Now, again, it's hard. This isn't going to fix everything. But you made a tree of all of the great things you got because of dad who passed away. That's good. That sounds positive. And we take all that energy and all that thinking – which is totally normal. You should be sad. The problem is that thought just keeps circulating, and then all of a sudden you get all down and you're bummed. And like you're saying, then you might say something, and then well, everyone I, gets down, and then it's like, Ugh, and okay. you turn inward, and then, and then yeah, and then you bring yourself down, and then you keep pushing yourself down, and then you start dragging every down, everyone else down with you, and so it's just I don't it's, know, it's down. It's just down, down, down. That's what we call the blues. We, again, that's normal. You're going to be normal when you lose somebody. You're going to have normal issues when your dog that you got seven Christmases ago got hit by a snowplow. Ah, that snowplow. Actually, our dog passed away last Christmas season. Oh. I completely forgot till just now. You're welcome. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) If you cry, I'm going to ask you to leave. No, I really. (laughs) So how did you celebrate your dog? You celebrate your dog's life. How did you celebrate it? Getting oh, a new we, dog. We didn't celebrate it. I'm you, you hated your dog. I didn't hate my dog. I mean, it was what was your dog's name? Ginger. Uh, well, that's fitting. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. That's, no, I think it's just a fact. <laughs> Some don't know that our cute little Skyboy uh, has red hair, and many people refer to a redhead as a ginger. Sometimes. We like to call him a ginger snap because he snaps about everything. He's just day. delicious. <laughs> snap. That's a cute name for a dog. Was your dog uh, – what, what, what kind of dog was it? I'm assuming a uh... – Vishla? Um, mm. Is that a word? Did you make that up? <laughs> I think those are illegal in the country. No, they, they look like Labradors. Okay. But they've got more of a reddish fur. Hence – Say it again. Reddish fur. What, no, what's the name of the dog? Vishla. Vishla. I think I had that at a restaurant once. I had it. Made me sick as a dog. Oh. <laughs> There's a good dad joke right there. Right there. Well done. Hey, you got to work kids. on those dad jokes. <laughs> you Christmas know season's coming up. I just did that instantly. That just popped right in. That's not a dad joke. No, that's that's how you know. It just came off like a dad joke. Are I'm you getting any grandpa jokes ready? You're almost a grandpa, aren't you? Anyway, thanks, Ginger. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Uh, that's very good advice. Replace. Turn, replace. So don't wallow. No, recognize the thought and replace it with a different thought. Do something good. Do something else. And if someone, out. if someone starts crying, tell them to leave. Wow. I'm kidding. You don't need to do that. No. But that's extreme. You know, yeah. if someone starts being sad, mm-hmm. then just... And again, our condolences to the Hanson family <laughs> who lost Ginger last year. Vishla. And we're sorry we brought it up on the show. And I'm sorry I put you in that position. But today. he's still smiling, well, so it's I'd okay. I'd forgotten about Ginger, so Which, now I remember uh, Ginger. So yeah. now it's a good thing. Yeah, it's good. See, yeah. now it's positive. Yeah. That's how you do it, folks. It's that simple. Conquering the holiday blues. We're going to take a break. We're coming right back with a wonderful guest who's going to start to teach us... How to overcome 
some of the blues that uh, that arrive once uh, the holiday season is over, or maybe even right now as we're anticipating it. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. So good to be with you. Happy holidays to you and yours. That's what they always say. Appreciate you being here. This, uh, you know, holiday season. You would think it's just automatic over the holidays that you would be so excited. A, you get some time off. B, you're probably going to get some great presents. You know that. Uh, C, you get to spend time with family, loved ones. You know, life is good. You don't have to see your coworkers. And uh, then you come back to work. But a lot of people, as they get into the holiday season, they're kind of feeling a little blue. They're missing somebody that's no longer uh, around with them. They maybe have bad history, you know, stuff that goes on. So on the show today, we wanted to see if we could give you some tools, some real-life ideas, examples, things that could get you through uh, if you're finding this to be a harder time of year, and the way you know we thought to do that, let's just bring on an expert. Jude Bijou is going to be joining us. Uh, Jude has a master's degree uh, in a master of arts and a mass uh, another master's degree in marriage and family therapy. Uh, it's a respected therapist, psychotherapist, professional educator. Jude's pretty much done it all and is uh, the author of the award-winning book, Attitude Reconstruction, a blueprint for building a better life. Jude, are you there? I am. Thank you for being on the show with us today. It's just my pleasure. It's a, this is an important topic, isn't it? I mean, we can fall, we can kind of make the holidays whatever we want to make it, but a lot of people just have a bad history there, a bad experience already. That's right. And the media sort of perpetuates that just a little bit. Yeah. There's, you know, you're supposed to be up and happy and joyful and so on. And it doesn't always feel that way, does it? I mean, some of us, you know, there's stress. There's money issues. We can't provide for our kids everything we want to give them. And we feel like the neighbors are doing a better job and there's just too much to do. So, so I guess as we get into this... Um, how, how do we not fall into it? And maybe maybe it's not that big of a deal. Uh, does does depression and suicide rates do those rates go up as we uh, around the country during the time of holidays? Well, you know we've, that myth has been perpetuated, but at, so many different studies have shown that November, December, and January are the three lowest months for suicide. Are they really? Mm-hmm. It, it seems like, oh, I'm cold, I'm lonely, and all those kind of things. I miss my relatives or whatever. But the opposite is actually true. There's a more time for emotional support. Mm. So we have more of that feeling of connection. So you might be getting more support. You might be feeling, I guess, a little more um, possibility for you know some emotional issues because you're around family and have all these history and things. But you also are getting more support is what you're saying. That's right. And there's, I think, more distractions as well. Yeah, there really are, aren't there? More holidays. Then all of a sudden, you know, you're right about to give up on life and then the carolers pull in and they start Uh, caroling at your house. 
Exactly. You start with Thanksgiving and that kind of thing, and so you reconnect with people that you felt pretty disconnected with, and then it's like, okay, and so what's next? And then we can get a little bit wrapped up in a positive way about the holiday and where we might be going or who might be visiting or what we might do. What do you think are the bigger contributors then to the holiday blues? I mean, it's it can't just be it, – it's got to be emotional issues, it seems like. It seems like it's got to be our history. But what what is it? What is it that would make some people not just love this time of year? You're going to get time off. Come on. <laughs> I think that, you know, there's a lot of pressure that we, if we decide to take it as pressure uh, to, you know, get nice gifts and to be put on that smile when we're not feel, feeling that yeah. or, you know, deal with those people that we would just as soon not see for another period of time. Yeah. And yeah. so all of those kind of things. But, I, you know, I just so much agree that it really goes back to emotional issues. Yeah. What, what do you see are some of the bigger um, emotional things that are going on. I mean, all depression, some of it's just situational. So it might even just be this time of season, couldn't it be? I mean, a lot of people do suffer from certain depressions at certain times of year, you know, certain seasons as well. Yeah, that's true. It could be, um, you know, if it's cold and dark for long periods of time, it's a seasonal issue. But, you know, I want to go back to something that I heard you say just a few minutes ago, because I have a different opinion. Yeah. And that is that what we have is that it is an emotional time. You know, we have that, the history, like you're saying. Yeah. And then we have things that have happened. You know, it's the first time without your mother. Or um, you're really nervous because you have to meet your future in-law's family for the first time. Right. Or you don't want to be around somebody who just feels like, you know, poisons you having a good time. And I say take care of the emotions, express those emotions in a constructive way, in a physical but constructive way, and that will clear you out so that you are more receptive to what's going on in the mind. Yeah, that's powerful. So instead of just kind of pushing them away and faking our way through it, you're saying address it. Look at the emotion that you're feeling and, and figure out what's going on. Not exactly. Not look at it. Feel it. And so I say that if, if it is you've lost your dog or you've, you know, your grandmother died or whatever, yeah. allow yourself to have a good cry, that it just washes us clean. So it's, we're not going to do that in the middle of supper. Right. But, you know, as you know, the relatives are coming over or whatever, and I'm feeling this, all this heaviness, this loss, go find yourself a nice, quiet place and allow yourself a good cry. And you don't cry about how terrible life it is. It's, I miss you. Thank you for being in my life. Mm. So it's good crying. Yeah, it's, and it's, I guess a lot of times we would see crying or a breakdown or negative emotion as a sign that they're not dealing with it. But you're really, it's, this is how you're going to deal with it. Let the emotion be what it is. Exactly. Because the word emotion is really emotion, energy in motion. Hmm. So that if we say, all right, it's natural, maybe I'll feel anger, or maybe I'll feel sadness, maybe I'll feel fear. If I will just allow myself to do what's natural and express it, then I'm back to more clarity, more open-heartedness. That's powerful. And really, um, who says what the holiday season emotion is supposed to be? Exactly. I mean, it's, but it's supposed to change. To- 
Yeah, but if you want to feel, I say, more joy and love and peace at the holidays, then what we have to do is deal with that fear that we're, fe- that we're feeling. I have to meet my, the new family, or I don't know if they're going to like this gift or whatever. Allow yourself to do what it, your body naturally wants to do, and that is that when we're afraid, like we have to speak in front of 500 people, mm-hmm. or, uh, or uh, even we, uh, um, um, we watch a dog, and we're taking the dog to the vet, and what's it doing in that waiting room? It's shivering and quivering yeah. and all that. We've got to be like the humans we are, express that, allow it, feels so good, put on some music and go to a safe place and just shiver and shiver. Let it out. Yeah. And it sounds so cool. Oh, I couldn't do that. But if you try it, just a minute or two of just shaking that out of your hands and your feet and up the spine will just do wonders. Hmm. That's powerful. And then I guess what you're what, that that emotion, it'll uh, and, and being able to kind of act it out and just get it out of our system. I, what does it then do to us? I guess it, it allows the energy to go go away. And then I guess you can convert a new energy in. Is that what will happen? That's exactly right. Because what I've discovered as a psychotherapist, psychotherapist is that there we our emotions exist in pairs. So if I deal with the sadness, if I allow myself that cry, I'll feel more joy. Hmm. And if I allow myself to shake and shiver, if I'm feeling scared, I'll feel more peace. It's almost like a corollary, right? There's like a positive corollary to the negative emotion. Exactly, that there's just three pairs of emotions. We all have six emotions, and all of them are natural. But if we get stuck in that sadness, anger, and fear, then we're not going to feel very much of the opposite of the joy, love, and peace. Hmm. So let's get let's go over the six then. So there's uh, sad, sadness. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's very natural when we yeah. have losses and hurts, right? Right. So if we do what we did as a small child and just have that cry, we bounce back. We're bright eyed. We're ready to play and engage in the in the present moment because we've let that energy out of our body rather than hold it in. Hmm. So sadness, uh, the positive corollary, I guess, is just happiness, joy? Joy. Joy. Mm-hmm. What's sadness what's the joy. Okay. What's the next one? The anger. negative. Anger. Anger, which is also an appropriate emotion to feel when we feel like that there's been a violation or an injustice. Sure. We naturally feel angry, but we can't start to get negative with it. That's not going to help. Right. We've got to move that energy out, whether it's pounding a pillow or stomping around, just move the energy out rather than having to internalize it. So you know, stomp and roar and you make those kind of noises. Yeah. And what we feel when we move that anger is that we feel more of the opposite, and that is we feel more love. Yeah. And if you don't move the energy out, then you stay... Because a lot of times it seems like we might even say at the holidays, come on, mom, holidays are for celebrations and joy. Don't feel this way. We try to talk people out yeah. of their emotion instead of, like you're saying, letting them emote it out, letting, letting them get the energy out. Exactly, because it doesn't take that long. Because while we're doing it, see, emotions, because it's that energy, there's no real words there. Mm-hmm. It's just energy in the body. So while I'm crying, I'm not going, oh, poor me, and oh, I'll never have any friends, yeah. or I'll never be married, or, you know, I always make mistakes. It's not crying about 
the kind of things that we take on because we're not crying enough, which is for sadness, is feeling bad about ourselves. So you don't want to cry about how bad you are. Yeah. You want to cry, and if you think anything, I'm just sad, it's okay. I just need to cry. Have that good cry, and then you'll just pop through because the energy is out of the body. Well, I've seen that with people... um like if you see someone sad and down and you go up to them and you just reflect that and you're like, man, Stacy, you seem so, you seem sad. When you, when you pinpoint it, sometimes they'll just take that and go be sad, right? Then they'll start emoting and allowing it to more of it come out, which can be very healing. Absolutely, because we want that acknowledged. Maybe we're, we're, we're afraid to acknowledge it, that we'll be judged or yeah. tried to be convinced that we shouldn't feel that way. Right. Rather than just go, you know, it, it hits us right in the heart when somebody really says, I understand. Yeah. Because that's what they're saying when they say, you seem sad. Yeah, I, yeah, they, you, they're trying to understand it or, or showing you they get it. What's yeah, the third that, one? The third. Well, but the, the understanding also brings love. You know, when we feel understood, that's who we, you know, yeah. decide we're going to marry, right? Yeah. If you, if you, sh- you know, if you understand me, that's such a powerful connection. Yeah. And that's what we need. When we feel sad, when we feel angry, when we feel afraid, we want that permission to acknowledge that that's where we are. Yeah. Ooh. Boy, and honestly, that, that sounds like the real, the real reason, the purpose for the holiday, right? Oh, I, mean, I like that. I mean, really. I mean, we always hear glad toy- tidings of love and joy and peace, yet really we're feeling sad and angry. As well. Yeah. As well. It's, the, it's the duality, to- isn't it? Yes, it's, it is a duality, but if we want to feel more of the joy, love, and peace, let's acknowledge, let's express those other emotions, because they're okay. We didn't get those messages that it was okay growing up. Yeah. But no, if we yeah. look at it, it, it does wonders to just go, I'm so sad. Okay, let me cry. Love it. What was the third uh, emotion? Mm-hmm. The third one that gives us trouble if we don't deal with it is our fear. Yeah. Like I say, fear. Right. You know, that's that's that thing where we tighten up, uh-huh. you know, we, tr- we try to hold it in rather than, as I said, shake and shiver, let that energy out and you will feel more peaceful. So peaceful is the corollary. Peace. Yeah. That's... Peace is the opposite emotion. It um, it seems like this really is this is about healing, isn't it? Yes. And, and it's about joy, love and peace. Yeah. But it's about dealing with with those things that have left an emotional impression about really honoring them so that we can get back to as we think of a little child two-year-old three-year-old child they are full of joy love and peace oh yeah yeah and that's what we want to get back to love it okay we are talking with jude bijou we're going to come back uh and jude's going to keep helping us through this she is the author of the award-winning book attitude reconstruction a blueprint for building a better life And at this time of year, helping us build a happier, healthier holiday season. We'll be back with you. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are dealing with... uh, Doing what we can to manage, to express, to be able to deal with the different feelings that happen over the holidays, the holiday blues. Uh, Conquering the holiday blues, for example, you know, what we're learning today, though, from Jude Bijou is maybe 
you just got to feel what you're feeling. Feel it and uh, allow the allow those emotions to to get out of us. And maybe that's one of the things we can do with one another. Maybe that's the great present we can give is to help other people be able to express their emotions with a, without so much uh I don't know. In, you know, intensity. I think I think a lot of times we put people in weird positions where we don't allow them to feel what they they want to feel, especially during a holiday or a time of year like this. So uh, Jude Bijou is joining us. She's a respected psychotherapist, a professional educator, and a workshop leader. Uh, her theory of attitude reconstruction evolved over the years of uh, as she's been working more than 30 years with clients as a licensed marriage and family therapist. And uh, she's an award-winning author with the book entitled Attitude Reconstruction, A Blueprint for Building a Better Life. Jude, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks, Matt. You bet. Now, um, so it's one thing we have our own emotion. We should learn to kind of let those emotions out. Whether it's this time of year or any time of year, you help people all year to kind of reconstruct their, their attitude. That's right, because we all have some emotions we haven't quite taken care of that are keeping us from feeling our very best. Hmm. And I guess it's just like a log jam. Is that what it is? Exactly. Clogged up. Yeah, we're clogged up and we want to find some way to push it down to get it to get it a little further down the river. Um, what What would you say, you know, it's one thing, too, when it's me wanting to manage my own emotion. But sometimes the emotions that come around the holidays are me trying to interact with other people, difficult people sometimes, you know, people that bring their emotion and they're, they, they bring a cloud, a dark cloud. They're the, they're the Debbie Downer or the Scrooges of the holiday. Yes, we all know a few of those. Yeah. How do we not get swept away by some of them? Well, I, the image that I use is that of the matador. There and you so go. the matador, when the bull is coming at it, doesn't go gourmet, <laughs> right? Right. It pulls out its cape, puts it to the side, wiggles it, and the bull goes flying by, does a little pirouette. The matador puts it out again and lets the, the bull go by. And you, that that's what we need. To, it, you were saying this earlier, that we have a choice. I can either get into it with that person or think negative thoughts about that person or I can just let it go by and remember, this is not me wanting to be kind this holiday. Hmm. This is to me look for the positive. This is me, you know, trying to help someone. Whatever will keep us centered and so our energy doesn't just get riveted on, oh, there they are, they're talking like that again, or they're doing those kind yeah. of annoying things. Let it go by. Then keep our eye on the prize. More love. More joy. This is about more peace. So the answer is because I could a lot of us feel like you can confront I've got it. If somebody doesn't stop that bull, I'm it's going to be a problem. So then we go try to take on the bull, but when you take on the bull, you're just bringing more anger, more fear, more sadness. Well, and especially the anger. A lot of times the annoying people uh have a lot of anger that's not expressed. Hmm. Sometimes we uh, fearful people can bother us, but mostly it's anger people. They're the people who are to tend to be like the downers, like you say, or the critical ones. Yeah. And that those are the ones, well, you know, like we're not never going to win an argument with them. No. Because they're going to keep going over and over and over with that same thing you've heard so much before. So it's just let it go by. And really you can come back to, hey, I'm so glad to be with my family. 
or, you know, let's go for a walk. A lot of times people would just withdraw from the situation. And so they'll ask, oh, is the bowl coming? And when when you find out the bowl's coming, you don't even you don't go don your matador suit. You just say, yeah, we can't make it. And you, you end up not going at all. But the downside of that, then you then you lose out on the joy, the love and the peace. That's right. And that really that goes back to one of my favorite expressions because I do deal with the the, the negative thinking that that we have, not yeah, the other people, right. have, but that we have. And this is something that will help um, pacify our own anger. And it's like, why is that jerk going to be here and all that kind of thing? Right. What we want to do is say over and over to ourselves, people, or you can put whose name it is, people are the way they are, not the way I want them to be. Hmm. People are the way they are, not the way I want them to be. Well, see, that's what's wrong with them right there. Come on, Jude. If they would be more the way I want them to be, this wouldn't be a problem. Right. But I have to get it that they've been like that for 40 years, 50 years. They're not going to change. Yeah. And so all I can do is change my attitude. And if it's one of acceptance, I don't have to say, oh, I'm going to get into it with them. But you know what? They are going to come and they are going to have something, you know, off-putting to say. That's just what I've got to get it. Right. That's the way they are. So I don't have to be surprised and then annoyed right. and then upset. It's like they're going to be like that. You know, get it. That's the way they're going to be. I just have to let it go by. Well, and if you're after 10 years of, you know, going to the same Christmas dinner with the same negative naysayer bowl, if you're still surprised by it, it's not their problem anymore. <laughs> you, you're not getting it. We're, you're not accepting. That's right. Accept that's it. It are. is what some it is. People, yeah. Some people are six feet tall and some people are five feet tall. We've got to accept it. Yeah. That's you it. Yeah. Six feet. It's like, no, I'm not. We, we accept those kind of things. I love we, that. If we accept the way they are, then we're not going to have to get into it with them. And if we do need to talk with them about it or say what's true for us about it, that's not the time when you're in the middle of a gathering. Right. And because you accept the way they are doesn't mean you like it, and it doesn't mean you think it's healthy, and it doesn't mean you're enabling it. Exactly. It's just them. It's just them, and I'm going to feel better to get that that's the way they are. All right, it's just going to be a few hours. I don't have to hone in on every little thing they say that I don't like. Right. I had a friend once move to Arizona, and every time I'd call and talk to the person, they'd be like, man, it's hot. It is hot here. And I'm like, it's Arizona, man. What are you expecting to happen down there? It's Arizona. I mean, it's the same thing. Just accept it. You're in Arizona. It's totally. We have to accept all those things that we think should, you know, these the shoulds, that should be different. The politics should be different, and the school should be different. We've got to accept it. Because we're going to feel more loving if we do, because everybody can live their life the way they want. But we, after we accept, or when we practice some acceptance by just remembering that that's the way they are, they're not the way I want them to be, then from that more neutral place, we can figure out, what do I need to do here? What do I need to say to this person? What's a kind way to say it? Yeah. To do that rather than, I'm really mad and I've been holding it in for an hour, and now I'm going to blast them with everything I've got. Again, yeah. Well, and then again, that 
when you push back and when you react, I mean, it's, it, I guess what you're, it's like the back to the matador, matador example. I'm going to stop that bull. That bull's driving me crazy. Okay. Let's watch this for a minute. That yeah. bull's going to plow you and you, then you end up having to take the energy right on and it's going to hurt you. Yes. And it's also a good chance that it's going to hurt those people that are around you because yeah. nobody wants to hear a confrontation when it's the idea of getting together in a time of love. And yeah. it's, it's, it's not the time, and it's not the correct strategy to really make change. You've got to get and accept them and then figure out something loving to say or do so that there can be an, ex- an exchange. Yeah. I have a, I have a theory. Oh, we've got to go. Um, we'll take a break. But I want to ask you um, about a concept that I, I have heard. In fact, I actually heard it, by the way, in Santa Barbara, where you're from. But it's called logical force. And logical force simply is when we, we end up acting a way that's logical to us, even if it's immoral for us. So we, we, we respond logically, even though in the end it might end up hurting us. But something had to be said. I want your comment on that. We're talking to Jude Bijou on the phone today. Jude's the author of the book, Attitude Reconstruction, a blueprint for building a better life. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your life coach, your guide on the side. We've given you the tools here, giving you all of the tools to get you through life. Today, we're talking about how to improve your outlook, your attitude about the holidays. Sometimes we fall into the blues. It's very natural. And today, we're uh, helping you find ways to let your emotions out and maybe in a more healthy way, deal with the people that maybe, you know, Take it out of you during the holiday season. Uh, on the phone, joining us right now is Jude Bijou, and uh, Jude is a has a degree in marriage and family therapy. She's a respected psychotherapist and professional educator, and workshop leader. Um, she has a theory called attitude reconstruction, and, and it has evolved over the course of more than thirty years working with clients as a licensed marriage and family therapist. She's the author of the award-winning book, Attitude Reconstruction, A Blueprint for Building a Better Life. Today, she's giving us a blueprint for building a better holiday season. Jude, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks, Matt. You bet. And again, I think go check out her website, attitudereconstruction.com. Wonderful resources there uh, to learn more about this. She she just taught us about the, the metaphor of the matador, and, um, you know, let just kind of turn a little bit. Let the bull run by you. You don't have to take on every bull in the in the uh, family. You don't have to go face it all. It's you know, you're not the great soldier that has to free everyone from the horrible people that might be surrounding your table during the holidays. But uh, before the break, I was talking to you, um, Jude, about this idea of logical force that sometimes because something's logical, like it's logical to be mad at somebody that just treated you poorly. that makes sense. It's normal. It's natural. Um, but it doesn't necessarily justify that you should become mad and vengeful and hurtful like they were. 
Exactly. Exactly. And it goes back to what we were talking about, about when something happens like that, deal with your own emotions first. Yeah. Because once we do, or just in general, if you go, oh, I don't want to do that, that sounds too strange. But once we go back to that thing about what does my heart tell me? What does my intuition say? Because we have the mind, we have the logical, but that's fickle. Right. Today I believe this, and ten minutes later or tomorrow I believe that, and it's not reliable. It's a good tool, but what we really want to do is have that center core of our own deep truth. I love and, that. And if yeah. you don't process your own emotion um, first, then the emotion could even select the logic. That's well said. That's exactly it. That's, that's scary. Yeah, it, well, that's what happens. We make choices because logically they seem, well, that would be the best thing to do. But it doesn't have that same inner feeling. Right. When we There's not peace. Consult, yeah. When we consult our intuition and follow that rather than logic or convenience or whatever, there's a really nice, peaceful inner feeling. Mm. We, we, it, it feels good. Yeah. Well, and, and it seems like it's it seems like because it's aligned to you what you value deep inside. That I always call that Emerson called it the divine divine spark. That divine spark, that piece of goodness inside of you, it, it seems to resonate with that. Where some of our other answers don't, they resonate with our mind in this kind of angry moment, but not that not the heart, right? The essence, right? And that that's exactly what I'm also talking about is that that's, we want to be guided by the higher value that mm. we know within. Yeah, I so love that. Well, yeah, and it seems like, too, you're going to have more power with another person because they're going to feel that vibration, that power. Yes. Instead of, <laughs> instead of anger and justification. I love nice. it. That's how you influence people, I guess, huh? And, and feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And feel good because I can influence you and feel bad. Exactly. It, you know, maybe I've won the argument, but, you know, if there's an empty feeling. It's, it's not like we feel more connected now. Yeah. It's like I won the argument. Well, okay, but is that what the goal is? Mm, I don't know. You, a lot of what you, you've said and I've heard and even seen on your website is this is kind of a rule of, of accept what happens. It, it, it just accept it. By that's that people and things are the way they are, yeah. not the way I want them to be. If we'll stop banging our head against the wall that it should be different, we are going to be more empowered. Again, we'll hear our intuition, we'll hear our, our voice, our heart, we'll, whatever, we'll hear it more clearly, and then we can move from that space. And just because I accept it doesn't mean I can't even try to change it in the future and influence it so it, ha- it happens better, more effectively, whatever. But whatever's happened, we have to accept. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I don't have to agree, but I have to understand and accept that another person holds another viewpoint. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I have to accept it, not I must convince him that he's wrong or whatever. Even the word convince is an interesting spirit to it. Um, I know you like to, to suggest um, we incorporate a spirit of service why talk about that for a bit there's i mean because it's so correlated to the holiday season is we're supposed to be serving but sometimes we're not in the spirit of service mm-hmm. it goes back for me one step further uh, uh, further and that is that 
when we're doing a lot, we're trying to get a, a gathering together or something, we need to be able to ask for help. We don't need, I have to do everything, and, and then I feel resentful about it. It's like, it's really a wonderful thing to ask people to yeah. help. And people like that. It's like, I like, because, because helping is like giving. Yeah. And giving is the best way to increase feelings of love. That, that's, the, that's the best way. A fast way, an effective way to get people to feel love is to, we always think of serving them, but you're also saying, let them serve you. Exactly. That's exactly. huge. It, exactly. Because when we give that the other person receives or doesn't receive is really separate from how we feel, how we felt when we gave what, what it is. You know, I went out and picked up uh, the, my neighbor's child from school because they couldn't get there. We feel good. Whether they go, oh, well, hey, I expect that. It's real different than I helped. That feels good for me. Mm. I, that's beautiful, especially when I'm sitting here stressed because I've got 20 things to do. So instead of being stressed with 20 things to do, I could ask for help, let someone else serve me, create some love, diminish my load, and maybe we all benefit. Got it. Write that. That's just exactly so. Because it's, you know, it's such a wonderful thing. One is to ask for help because a lot of us aren't used to that. Yeah. Yeah, and right. the other thing is the opposite, is to go and say, how can I help? Yeah, ask how you can help. Yeah, what can I do? You know, those are such sweet words. How can I help? What can I do? And you can see the host or hostess or whatever the situation is, the person putting together the, the work holiday party, whatever, just relaxes a little right. bit. There's a connection between the two of you. I'm not doing this alone and it's a drag. It's like we're doing it together. How can I help? I would love, you know, tell me what I can do. Hmm. It seems like um, if I haven't done one of the first steps you talked about two breaks ago is if I don't deal with my own emotion. So if I'm, let's say I'm a stressed person throwing a party and someone comes up and says, what can I do to help? How can I help? And if I haven't dealt with my emotion that I'm stressed, I might say, you know what? Nothing. I'm fine. Just go enjoy yourself. And I turn them away. But if, if I'm a stressed host, I might, and I'm dealing with my emotion, I might recognize I'm overwhelmed. I'm not good at this. I'm struggling here, which might get some processing to allow me to get other people to help me. So many of us are trying to pretend to be strong, and then behind the scenes, we hate the holidays. Exactly. We make, we make it into our own worst nightmare. Yeah. Rather than, because that goes back to focus on how am I going to create more love? How am I going to create more joy? How am I going to create more peace? And in this case, giving is really wonderful. Asking for help and receiving help. Great way to focus on increasing those emotions. That's great. Um, What about relaxing? Uh, It seems like some of this, even some of the emotions, there's this simple fact that we don't maybe know how to relax very well. We don't know how to allow and unwind and and de you know decompress. Well, the emotion beside, behind both worry and overwhelm, the emotional energy behind that is fear, right? It's yeah. not like I want to smash you in the face, right? And it's not like oh, I'm so depressed, I just want to cry. It's that agitation, 
right? It's that, that energy, that fear energy where I was saying, need to shake and shiver a little bit. Yeah. That will, will help do that, will help move that energy. But when we have that agitation, it's not only in our body, but it's in our thinking. And so the first thing we can do is start to identify, what am I telling myself? Oh, I'll never get everything done, right? Oh, yeah. this is too much. Oh, what if this person doesn't come? Oh, we're creating all of this static, and that only perpetuates the, um, the feeling. Yeah. And so I've got so much to do. Oh, my gosh, I've got to do this and this, and I'll never get it all done. We're, we're only putting more fear into our body. So one of the best things we can do is figure out what I'm saying, what I'm telling myself, and then really pick another thought to replace it with, like, everything will be all right. Everything will be all right. Just let go. Everything will be all right. I'll do what I can, and then it's out of my hands. Hmm. But if thinking those kind of things, because this is really good for when we can't sleep because we're making those lists and what did I forget and all those kind of things. Right. Everything will be all right. This is the time to sleep. Everything will be all right. Yeah, instead of, oh, man, I'm not sleeping. See, I'm not even sleeping. Oh, look what time it is. I mean, that one just stresses you tighter. I mean, you just get into a little ball, don't you? Exactly. But now here's this because I've, uh, you know, shared this with so many clients and class students and so on, that when we feel so wound up like that, again, it sounds so strange, get out of bed, which is the worst thing that you feel like you could do at the moment, and shiver. Get that energy, you know, the mind and body are so connected. Move that energy. Go into the bathroom or whatever and make those sounds. You know, like going into the swimming pool before the Olympic swimmers. They're they're all making those. They're getting rid of that energy so they're relaxed. That's probably why my board op that stands here, he's always shaking and making weird noises like that. That's maybe what he's doing. Well, you know what? I wouldn't be a bit surprised because it's natural. Well, he's going through finals right now, so he's stressed out of his head. Perfect time to shiver. And then go, I'll prepare as much as I can, Uh, you know, figure out your schedule for studying, and the rest isn't in my hands. I'll just do what I can do. Boy, the mind's a powerful thing, isn't it? So is, the, I guess, the shudder. Yes, yes. But because the mind is so powerful, we have a choice. Am I going to feed the old stuff that's only going to make me more agitated, or am I going to put in a soothing, reassuring thought? And just, I say a hundred thousand times, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. I'll do my best, and then I'll turn it over. Yeah. Everything will be okay. Oh, it's so much more calming, isn't it? It absolutely is. Hey, give us, um, as we sit and uh, we're on the verge of the holiday season, if you could think of one thing, Jude, that you've learned with all of your clients and in you know, the the writing of your book and your program, Attitude Reconstruction, what's what's the number one attitude we might want to take into Christmas or, or holidays or Hanukkah or any of the holiday season that would that would make the biggest difference? What what's what is our what's our attitudinal shift? What's the rule? What's the number one? You may have already said it, but what would you say is the the governing one thing that w- that would do the biggest good? Uh, I, I think it is to honor ourselves. Because if I turn down something because it's just too much, I've honored myself rather than stretching, stretching, stretching. So that it really goes back to make sure that I'm feeling good 
because that's what I'm going to bring into any situation. Hmm. So what do I need to do? Do I need to take some deep breaths right now? Do I need to take a walk around the block? What do I need to do? Do I want to like dance, put on a little music and dance for five minutes? It doesn't take very long. But do those things, you know, figure out who I want to get gifts for and take that time beforehand. Do things that will make you feel more like your best self during the holiday and then act from that fullness. Yeah, act from. So first know, know who that's going to be. Who who is it that I want to uh, serve? Who is it? what, What are my goals at this time? And then act from that. Yes. Who and and what is the goal? I believe it is joy, love and peace. I love that. I want that. to feel well, more of that, and I want to share more of that. Yeah. That's, the, that's it. Back, yeah, keep coming back to that. Joy, love, peace. I want Not more joy, love, holidays. peace. Right, yeah, this isn't a holiday thing, is it? This is a no. life. This is life. We all have the ability to feel all six emotions because they're just energy. And, and again, I guess if you're feeling sadness, anger, and fear, it's just, I guess it's, hey, there's an invitation to go find joy, love, and peace. Right. How am I going to turn that around? What do I need to do? Because it won't really take very long to shift that so that I'll feel more of that opposite emotion. And then I can speak from there, I can think from there, and I can act from there. Beautiful. Jude, you're the best. That, uh, if that doesn't bring the spirit of the season, I don't know what would. Excellent, Matt. And listen, one other thing is if people go to the website, they can take a free survey that will pinpoint how much anger, how much sadness, how much fear they're holding on to, and then can go to an article that will give very practical uh, solutions to how to bring Beautiful. more to joy, love, and peace. And so that is attitudereconstruction.com. That's it. Attitudereconstruction.com. Get the book, Attitude Reconstruction, A Blueprint for a Building a Better Life. Jude Bijou, I'm going to go take it right now and see, see what I'm feeling about my uh, board op here. That's great. You know, it's just been a pleasure to talk with you. You too. Thank you. And thanks for bringing such a wonderful spirit to the discussion. Ah, so much better. I'm actually so relaxed now. And I didn't even take a nap. That was good. We're going to take a break. We uh, will be right back. Today we're talking conquering the holiday blues, finding more joy, more peace, more love. That's the goal. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Conquering the Holiday Blues is the topic of the show, and uh, one way to do it, our own Merritt Meekham has been doing extensive research in her mind and other places to come up with the 12 Days of Christmas books. What does that mean? I have 12 books that you can read. Oh. It's 12 Days of Christmas. I'm like, like these are read, Oh, these are reading books. Yeah. My favorite Christmas books. That I've compiled in a yeah. list. I'm going to share. Can we just quickly ask Skyboy what book he has been reading uh, most recently in honor of Christmas and the wonderful holiday season? I've been reading the anthology of music for. It's like Norton anthology of music okay. for music three hundred five textbook. Yeah, that's what I've been reading. <laughs> well, man, it sounds some, yeah. Nothing says Christmas more than the anthology of. 
music, whatever. Yeah. Actually, I do have plans, though, to read a Harry Potter book over break. Mm. Again, nothing says Christmas It's been a long time. Really, though? Okay. (laughs) And I want to read one. There's Christmas in like every single year, the Harry Potter books. Slash, I might listen to it on audio tape on the plane. They're good audio tapes. I don't know if I actually read it, but listen on the plane. Well, there's always cliff notes, too. I could just cliff note Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how you got through college. (laughs) So why start reading books now? Okay, Merritt, what are some books? Um, some books. I don't, I don't have like favorite you don't? Christmas books. See, I, I, I have up, the the scriptures. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's the one I you defer know. You to. go down to Luke two and yeah. read the story. Oh, yeah, Luke is it in good. Luke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I always grew up reading lots of books, and we have like this know, huge smarty. every single year. We bring out like this huge thing, okay. Christmas books. And, and you do twelve days them. of Christmas books. Um. Not necessarily. Okay. I read them all December. All right. But this is 12 days. So if people want some ideas, I have 12. Let's hear it. All yeah. we need is a few. Huh? Which is like the magical Christmas number. So um, number one is the Christmas Carol, which, yeah, it's kind Dickens, of good. Uh, read but it. So good. Yeah. Every single year I read it and I think that it's going to get old and then it's yeah. always amusing. Classic. It's just, yeah, it's a charming story. It leaves you warm and fuzzy. It gets a little bit scary there. Yeah. Like There's a little you know. edge. I mean, there's ghosts. Yeah. There goes. Can I just ask, how long are these books? Um, the Christmas Carol is probably 70, 80 pages. That one's short. Most of these are picture books. That's the only you could, okay. one. Yeah. I was to say 12 books in 12 days. That's well, no, but you, a mighty you could task. Do this, you could just Christmas pick one. Carol, you could do it in an afternoon. I have faith that an adult could do that. Well, let's just say you could. <laughs> I'm not sure. Six hours straight. Marathon. Yeah. I mean, that's not a lot of reading. That's, that's a lot, lot of words. <laughs> you got spark notes for that one? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's skip down. Another one is, uh, the Christmas miracle of Jonathan Toomey. And I'm going to slaughter the author's name because okay. I couldn't find out how to pronounce it. And it's Polish or something. It's Susan Wojciechowski. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wojciechowski. Yeah. yeah. She's good. And I love Woji. Wojciechowski. She's my favorite. Wojciechowski. That is our Is this family's. a great book? Is it really? It is a fantastic book. Is this it's the one about, your mom cries? This is the one that my mom reads every year to us on Christmas Eve and cries. Oh, I don't think she plans to, good. but it always happens. No, it's about a a little boy who lives with his widowed mo- his mother who's a widow. Yeah, and they ask a carpenter in their village, who's this really grumpy man, to carve them Sky. a nativity so Matt. that it looks exactly like the one that they used to have. Okay, and. As he carves the nativity, the little boy sits with him and talks to him, and it kind of changes oh, this man's neat. spirit. Yeah. And it's it's a really really sweet story, and it's absolutely beautiful. The hey, what's the name of that illustrations? One? The Christmas Miracle of Jonathan Toomey. We have that book at my house. You do? Yeah. Why don't you try reading that one? Uh, how many words? How many pages is that one? That one is a picture book. Oh, bingo! A yeah. short picture. I've read book it. Even. You could nail that. One. It's Actually, a good one. I think I had to sit there while my mom read it to everyone. <laughs> Does your mom cry? I don't think she did. Have Merritt's mom call your mom. Okay. <laughs> Merritt. Will you, you have that mom? Yeah, call later. my mom. That sounds good. Okay, um, I'm going to get, get that one. Yeah. Another one that I really like is by Frank McCourt. He wrote Angela's Ashes for anybody who knows that book. Um, it's about nope. being an Irish immigrant. Anyway, yeah. it's kind of a big We don't story, read a lot you know. of books. <laughs> um, but this book or is called math. Angela no. and the Baby Jesus, and it's about little Angela in Ireland – a very long time ago, Irish who stole Angela. the baby Jesus from the church nativity because it was cold, and her oh, adventures. Cute. It's a very uh, cute book. That's another good one. Wow. How many pages, roughly? That's another picture book. We're good. Bingo. There's two for I two. Like <laughs> I could do that. I'll probably do one in one picture book, two days. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Dude, don't don't push yourself. Don't push yourself. Yeah, three to keep it safe. Yeah. 
And kind of the last one, this is one I read every year. It's the best Christmas pageant ever. Really? Have you? No. Okay. Is that a book? That is a very short book. It's uh, kind of like one of those kids' chapter books. It's really like 30 pages, if you like. Okay. Yeah. Are the, anyway, are the so letters it's super, really super thin. Yeah. yeah. It'd probably take a person an hour to read. It is absolutely wonderful. It's about the um, naughty orphans who decide that they're going to join the Christmas pageant, and they're the nastiest, meanest kids around, and they kind of wreck the whole Christmas pageant. But it's oh. really – it's very funny. And very, very sweet at the end. Well, still, I don't know. They're they're still nasty kids, but yeah. they see the light a little bit. So, But these change the blues. This makes, this turns you Definitely. positive and happy. I, see, and... this to me is sitting in front of the Christmas tree with my hot cocoa and you just read. Is Coco your so dog? so relaxing. No. My dog's name is Dante. Really? Yeah. Inferno? Yeah. That, yes, that would be. I've heard of him. Anyway. Those are great. Con- yeah. Thanks. And, you know, congratulations for getting Sky to read a couple books. Well, we haven't got there yet. <laughs> I'm going to listen to Harry Potter. I'll listen to Harry Potter. Yeah. Learn I about would... Christmas sweaters, Ron and Harry. That's, I think those will change the spirit. That's huge. Now, talking about changing the spirit, how about this one? Meg Conley is going to join us. Meg Conley, up next... From Megan Progress, if you've ever gone to that blog and if you've ever listened to the show, Meg's the one. She brings the spirit like nobody other, we'll, no, like nobody else. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back with Meg Conley right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Just had a little tornado of energy. <laughs> uh, brought to you by Crystal Light. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Meg Conley's joining us. I, you have the spirit of every every holiday, every season, the spirit of life. The joie de vivre. Thank you. My husband says it's exhausting. Really? Yeah. He's like, just stop talking. Why are you still talking? And then you have to explain it. So right. he wouldn't I'm ask like, you questions. I'm like, let me tell you. Let me tell you why I'm still talking. I'm so Meg, excited. Meg, love having you here. Meg is a writer uh, dealing in womanhood, motherhood, spiritualityhood, and all hoods. Yeah, all the hoods. By the way, just look over really quick. And you got a hood. Tell me, Sky Boy, if we put some sunglasses on him, don't you think he'd look like the Unabomber? Oh, much more handsome. Like a handsome Unabomber. Please, yeah, yeah. How are the finals going? Don't ask him. (laughs) They are going well. Very stressful, but they are going well. Good, good. Is this your last year? Mm, Well, it could be, but I'm taking. Two years ago was supposed to be his last year. Mm. You're like one of those like 30 year seniors. Uh, well, I'm pretty much. I've decided to finish pre med Rex. Oh. So it's adding on. Very nice. <laughs> Very something. I don't know if it's nice. Let's be real. <laughs> Taking a class in first aid, Sky, <laughs> does, is not a pre med Rex. Well, it's in the medical no, association. Not really. Field. No, it's actually a scouting merit badge. 
Yeah. Different. Okay, so I was just talking to this girl about this. That our, When we were freshmen, every freshman boy we dated told us that they were pre-med or pre-engineer. Yeah. But it's like that didn't mean anything because they no. weren't in any of the right. classes. So I thought I was dating all these future doctors. Right. It was No, and I was not. And none of them are doctors anymore. Or no. now, are they? Most of them haven't graduated yeah. yet. No. Yeah. Yeah, I used to tell everybody, I'm, I'm pre-Microsoft <laughs> right, uh, right. Discovery. Pre-Bill Gates. I'm pre-Apple. Uh, um, Meg Conley has a website called Megan Progress. She has two children, uh, Zuzu and Viola. So good, Matt. So One good. husband, and she's the bomb. The bomb.com. You're Yay. great. Thank you. I love being on here. You guys are always so nice. Do you ever get the blues? All the time. You, we've talked about you having yeah, the blues. Yeah, I get the blues. In fact, I get the mean reds. You guys watched Breakfast Ooh, at Tiffany's that, ever? Yeah, yeah, but that's worse than the blues. Right. Sure. I don't get like super weepy, but I get like anxious and agitated. And then you want to hurt someone? Hard on myself. Yeah, yeah, Ish. not hurt someone as much, but maybe, maybe like yell into a pillow, and that happens around the holidays a yes. lot Does for it? me. Does sure. It? There's like, so many expectations. Why? I mean, and- to me, come on. I know you're supposed to be happy, but isn't yeah. that like no, a that's downer. a lot of pressure, right? It is a lot like of pressure. I'm supposed to be so happy right now. Oh yeah. my goodness, why my kid just threw up on me? Right, I'm not doing is the things I want to do. I need a hair. <laughs> yep, sm- smell it, Matt. <laughs> I know smell. I got it. I think I got it. <laughs> and but so, you have so it's a lot of pressure, and and you know we're supposed to be sending out Christmas cards and ding dong ditching with cookies <laughs> and and buying our kids these like huge hauls of presents, yeah. and it becomes too much. It's right. too much. Like it's a lot of work. Don't you and think it shouldn't be a lot of work. It would have been better if you were just a shepherd uh, in Jerusalem. I've never thought in that. In the shepherd's fields. But um, now that you bring it up, I, I still don't think that. I don't like sheep that much. <laughs> you don't? So, no. Oh, they smell man. bad. Sky and loves bad. Sky wants a, a pet sheep someday. Huh. Tell him what you'd call him. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> okay. Bob. Wait, have you guys really discussed this before? We talk about a lot of stuff. Shut talk up. talk about yeah. I want to get, I wanna so get a sheep and name it Bob. I want it. I want a goat because I like goat's milk and I like goat cheese. So yeah. kind of the same thing. Do you, you want to do you want Billy eat the sheep? I don't want to eat the sheep. Just want to hang out. With I want to. I want to let sheep. it grow its. What do you call it? Wool. Wool. <laughs> I want to let it grow its outer stuff. <laughs> and then make shirts out of it. Cool. Yeah. So you wouldn't want that life. Of- no, no. I think so. So like anything, right? We have to be happy with our own lives. Although if that includes sheep for you, Sky, yeah. I'm it's really the excited to see you. see the inside of my head? It's kind of sheep yeah, related. Kind of like, yeah. You'd be a good Sherpa. Sherpa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. He sure. Is. Yeah. Yeah. You're, He's you're got always wanted to be a good old Sherpa. Sure. No, we have to be happy with our own lives and, you know, buy the sheep along the way, I guess. But I um, but I think one way to do that is to take ourselves outside of our circumstances. So, so when we sit down and read a history book, you know, we're reading about the traditions in Rome. We feel, um, and their rituals and the things that they thought were important, yeah. we feel kind of above that, right? right. Like, how silly oh. that they put this <laughs> much energy. Okay. Right. But we're doing the exact same thing. We need to look at our lives with a historian's point of view, right? Okay. So go so like think about what they're gonna say about us in the future. Right. So these rituals, these traditions, these expectations that we're buying into, let's look at it like it's happening three hundred years ago and decide is that something I would think is silly? Would I think that that's kind of ridiculous right. that they do that? And so someone who was really good at this was C.S. Lewis, and he wrote a whole essay on it. Okay. I love him. Teach us. And I it, love C.S. Lewis. I love – like I have such a huge crush on him. Do you? Like, you know he's enormous. dead. Enormous. That's a – most of my crushes are dead. Well, they're safer. That's a very that, safe crush. <laughs> 
Riley's like, he you will go, not be stopping. You, you go ahead and be in love with him. <laughs> so he wrote um, Christmas versus Xmas, um, the lost chapters from Herodotus. Herodotus, wow. and so it's supposed to be. So Her- Herodotus was the first historian, right? Yeah. So it's supposed to be his observations of discovering Christmas in Britain, and so he goes through and talks about all these rituals that these strange people <laughs> have, like how they prepare for fifty days for this one night, and they're also worried about sending out these. Um, you know, handcrafted cards that for some reason have pictures of, you know, houses covered in snow on them. And they go out and they shop for days and days and they all look pale and worn. <laughs> and a visitor would think that they'd been struck by calamity, but really they're preparing for this, this Xmas feast. Yes. And so then he compares, he compares those people and he says that they're in the, um, they're in the country of Neater, which is Britain backwards. Okay. See as Lewis. I'm He's so great. So he compares the Xmas festival with the Christmas festival and what the people who are um, celebrating celebrating Christmas go through. And, you know, they there are humble gifts given and they're at church and there's not this huge buildup. They're just um, p- p- pleased to be together and celebrating in love. And so and so I love that yes. for the holidays. Right. So. So the things that are giving you the blues, whether it's the expectation of, you know, um, being part of a couple and you're not part of a couple because you're supposed to kiss under the mistletoe, whether it's getting your kids that perfect Christmas. I mean, for me, that's where I am right now. You want to nail the perfect Christmas. Why am I not making stockings? Oh, no, their stockings should have been made. Okay, You you can buy stockings. Oh, and that's what I do. That's what I I buy everything. But but if I look at it from a historian's point of view, yes, it is very lovely that that we leave, that Santa Claus leaves things in these stockings for our kids. But will it matter... Whether Santa Claus leaves it in a handmade stocking or in one that I buy from a store. Yeah. At the end of the day, Pillow it doesn't case. matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Well, we, we've used actual socks before. I'm well, not going to sit here and lie about that. That's where the start Originally, right? And so, and so I think that we need to take ourselves outside of our own circumstance, our own rituals, our own traditions, and decide what's really important. What do you think they would say about Black Friday? Oh, it's ridiculous, right? Well, well, in this essay, C.S. Lewis nails that. He calls it, um, they, he's um, writing as the first historian. He says, they call it the holiday rush, but it looks like they've returned from battle. <laughs> I don't understand what they are doing. Yeah. And um, and so I I think that we need to, to put aside these cultural expectations and find the things that make us truly happy. Yeah. Now, if that's making the stocking from scratch and yeah. spending 25 hours And you're giving your love it, to that. That's Great, yeah. but um, but find the the rituals, the traditions, the routines that can apply to your life and enrich it, and then leave everything else behind because it's just fluff. It's just what the well, Romans did, right? It's it what doesn't the Romans matter. Did. It's all just history. But if we're getting stressed about something we love, like making a stocking, right. if, if it's stressing us out, right? We're probably missing the point. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Well, and and you know, I have a I have a dear friend who um. You know, she's single and she's still very young. There's no reason for her not to be single. But every year Christmas comes around and she says, you don't understand. I get all these cards with all these families on the cards. Okay, the cards are kind of great. But a silly ritual. Like she should not let herself feel like less because of a piece of paper that we are expected to send out because that's what our culture does right now. And so 
And so that's something that she's been working on. And we had a conversation about this a couple weeks ago. And she sat down and she wrote a list of all the rituals and traditions that go along with the holidays that make her feel like less. And it ended up being kind of a long list. <laughs> and she got rid of all of it. And she says this is the happiest Christmas she's had in five years. Really? Great! Did she move to like the Bahamas? Oh my goodness, I wish, because I would move in with her. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone? You're, you're too young with your family. I am so young, Matt. We leave I'm on a very trip. Young. The best thing we ever did was we just, Santa came one night on Christmas Eve. Yeah. We loaded up our kids, and Christmas Day, we flew to London. Amazing. And went for three weeks. Our, our My in-laws were living there and just lived there for three weeks. That's and amazing. And that was Christmas. And it was the nicest Christmas right. ever. Right. Nothing else mattered. No, it's fabulous. It's fabulous. Man. So, well, as, as I mature, as I grow older. Well, as we you're older, when like you that. get wrinkles. <laughs> when, right. <laughs> when my kids can appreciate London, we will go yeah. to London. But we have scaled back this Christmas. We You still bought us presents. We did. Bring, I did bring Did that presents. stress you? No, because it was it's cupcakes. Cupcakes are never stressful, and I bought them. <laughs> I did not make them. Cupcakes are never stressful. <laughs> no, they're not. But you bought it. But see, that's why I don't buy anybody anything. Well, you don't want to raise people's expectations because right. then you'd have to do it next, the next year. year like, well, they, I had and you're a, like, I'm above the ritual, guys. It. I had Look dinner for me. these guys last year, and now they think they're going to get fed again this year. Wow. No. Wow. It's too much. It's too much. You can't feed you every year. Well, I actually did not get fed last year. Oh, here oh, so it is. It was there a very selective group. <laughs> it was the pe- it was we called it the performer circle. It was the people that were delivering. I oh, was not invited or my invitation no. was lost in the mail it or something. You were wait, you were all, I know, all I know I is I got a picture from everyone at dinner and Ooh. they're like, "Look where we're at." <laughs> and I wasn't there. Instagram. <laughs> he actually left. He had to go to this place. He owes the state some of his time. Okay, got it. A place of so sadness. So he's supposed to stay there. I think you get double portions this year. That's, That's what Matt what was I just think, telling too. me. Was yeah. like, that you're going to get lobster. He will definitely get double. And everybody else is just getting the rolls. Yeah. And they're going to yeah. watch you eat the lobster. We're going to give you double of what you had last year. <laughs> uh, how about, I just, well, never mind. Um, you know, um, this is Sky's last week. No! Yeah. What are we going to do without you? The same thing, but still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much not much will change, except we won't have someone to I should have brought bug. you two's cupcakes. Yeah. yeah. I'll just eat Matt's. It's okay. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's okay. fine. Um, that, uh, you've, you read a lot. Yeah. C.S. Yeah. It's because I don't like doing things. So See, I read. Don't you feel better? We're, we, we are better than the Romans. No. It's, we're better than the Greeks. So, so I love this. I used to get really stressed out about world events and about the chaos in my own life. And my dad, my dad sat me down once with a bunch of um, history books that I had already read. He pushed them towards me. And he said, it's ever been thus. Nothing changes. And that's absolutely right. And what so I think that lesson. I think that if we can look at our own lives that way, it's much easier to cut through all the nonsense. Yeah. We just have to have that self-awareness. And that's difficult to get oh, yeah. in the everyday. I mean, you have to wake up and decide to get it every well, day. Well, no one's marketing self-awareness. 
No, because because there's not very much profit in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, don't don't hey, don't focus on you. Right, right. Focus on this little and, widget. And you know, I I we Santa Claus visits our house every year. We we do neighbor gifts. We the kids definitely get presents. I'm I'm all about the holiday cheer, but but only as far as it enriches our own lives. And yeah. then as far as soon as I don't feel that anymore, we cut it off. So I think that we have to be willing to do that. Do you have a tree? Yes. Do you like that part of Christmas? I love it. It's all sparkly and you get to put ornaments on it. And I, I have these <laughs> ornaments that look like cupcakes and we have all kinds of like Ooh, pink tool and it's very talking. nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. There's, I would leave it up all year long. But I guess that tree's more for you than Riley apparently. Oh, that, that tree's kind of girly. That's, that's most of girly. our that's most of our lives. So, yeah. Poor Riley. But Riley did bring the tree in. Right, but he gets to hang out with me. Oh, that's it. So you're what welcome. Else do you want? Right. Like, thank you. <laughs> Wow. I wish I could get away with saying that. Well, you can't because you're the guy. Yeah. But your wife could say that. Yeah, I don't think she would. <laughs> That's what's so weird about it. Um, great uh, great lessons as usual. Yay. What uh, What did you get Riley? Let's just talk about that for one second. Um, yeah. Something good? I have not purchased his present yet. Do you want me to tell you what to get him? Yes, tell it's, me. There's a universal gift that all men love. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, a Leatherman. Do you know what a Leatherman no. is? No. Oh, it, yeah. It's a pocket. It's, it's a pocket a, knife. It's a pocket knife that has 5,000 functions. Okay. So I got him. We were best friends before he left on his LDS mission. Yes. We hadn't dated or anything, but we were best friends. And I got him one of those before his mission. Oh, so, so you've already done that one. Check. Yeah. Uh, then I'd, I'd get him a tie. Yeah. He loves ties. And like, really? I know that that's cheesy, but he really does. That makes him very happy. Let's ask so. Sky what you should. Sky, what should she give? Sky's shaking his head. Well, I was just shaking my head. I wouldn't want a tie. Well, you'd want a razor to shave your face because you. I've got I've got razors. I just okay. don't like using them. All right. So Riley wants like a straight razor, like the kind like oh, oh like yeah. James Bond style. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was looking those That's up, but crazy. those those are expensive. Well, I don't know that like, I'd have a razor. They started like two ninety nine, like two hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah. Well, you have to get a bunch of other accessories. To it's go crazy. With them. It's yeah. crazy talk. I I told them maybe maybe it's, for our twenty five yeah. year anniversary. I'll I don't know that I'd have a razor blade around my wife. I'm not sure what that means. Well, because it's going to have to be in the house. But those are like a two hundred dollars. Like she'll, like she'll want to use it. Have on you ever you? seen? I mean, it's scary to have your face. No, it is scary. I don't know why, but he, you know, he's very manly. Yeah, it can't be helped. Plus, you'll use it on your legs, and that'll dull the blade. That's really a gross visual on a on a couple levels. But thank yeah. you, thank you. Merry Christmas, Merry everyone. Merry Christmas to you. Ho ho ho. <laughs> Uh, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, our own Meg Conley is going to um, help us with this last bit. We're doing a little uh, ditty here about funny Christmas disasters. So these are things, they're, they're kind of traditions, yeah. things that happen every year, but we never mean for them to happen. Sure. But they sure. happen. Yeah, I've got lots of those. Okay. We'll be right back. Meg Conley from Meg in Progress will be hanging out with us. And again, we'll probably be eating the cupcake. <laughs> this is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're wrapping it up. There's our hoedown, hoedown music. Uh, our own Bryce Tobin and Meg Connolly are um, talking about video game uh, people, apparently. Oh, I would t- never. We were talking about books. Oh, another we're, book. We're very, we're very literate. That sophisticated mm-hmm. thing that people yes. do. Yes. 
Okay, that's why I'm not believing it. Okay. <laughs> so to wrap up the show, we're going to play, not a play game. We're just going to have a little roundtable about what, Merit? Our roundtable is about the unplanned Christmas traditions. <sighs> so Bryce was talking yesterday about how somehow every Christmas it's the customer service call. If, okay, so most gifts are electronics. Sometimes they're computer stuff. Sometimes, well, any number of things. Yeah. Okay. Um Christmas Day, what do you do? Nothing. So you're, you're plugging everything in. You're testing it out. Yeah. You're, you're messing with it. Ooh, new stuff. Yay. Eventually, um, with all of the things, one of them isn't going to work. Right. And, and so then we'll make a customer service call. <laughs> and, Happy holidays. Yeah, on Christmas. Right? On, on Christmas. Uh, but you, well, you Does everyone up. gather around like you're calling a distant <laughs> no, no, neighbor? No, no, no. We're like other side of the house, in the room, <laughs> close the door. I don't want to hear you yelling at the, those poor people on Christmas. Um, that's and, sad. But that's, I, I mean, but beautiful. It's, it's one of those... <laughs> It's a beautiful tradition. <laughs> poignant, it's really. a poignant. A we poignant do the same tradition. thing. Do you ever have the? Uh, we have the battery um, dance. Do you, do you have like the scavenge? Like we, we oh, get yeah. the remotes. Get the remotes. We yeah. don't use that. No, we right. don't use that one. We do it. I mean, we've taken them out of my grandma's hearing aid before. The batteries, that is, because we need like a triple A whatever battery. Oh. Or you need those yeah. like disc shaped yeah. ones. And like... it's the weirdest thing because Santa. It's almost like it seems like he would know. Yeah. He's right. not focused. Right. He's been right. doing it a while. Like oh, he frustrates he, me. I don't yeah. know why he doesn't include a battery yeah. or two. It's a battery. It's a battery, Santa. He can't be bothered with those kind of details. Oh no, so who's over that? Well, he should appoint an elf. <laughs> well, obviously. I think Head he did. Of the battery department. <laughs> Sounds like a good job. Because then yeah, he, by the like way, do you all know there's not a lot open on Christmas Day? There's no. not. Which is good. And then when you buy the batteries on Christmas Day, which we've done, I don't know, four years out of 20, <laughs> they cost about $1,000 a dozen. They know. It's, it's like like it's uh, a battery racket. Like, like before, a battery, before a hurricane hits, like suddenly water is really expensive and <laughs> gas is really expensive. Well, that price gouging? Price gouging. That's what it's, it's called. It's price gouging. You know, that, so that's what we do every year, every time. Blah, blah, blah. It's exhausting. Our Christmases are kind of perfect. Oh, yeah, oh, I don't. I don't really know. It's because Riley's here. around. <laughs> Riley saves your Christmas hide. I really got nothing. I mean, there's so much love. And oh food. boy, I have one. What? My mom is one of those people who starts planning Christmas in like October. Yeah, like. Not doing Christmas, planning Christmas. But it seems like no matter how much she plans, we have about four to five hours worth of gift wrapping to do. Yeah, oh. okay, that does On happen. Christmas Eve. Yeah, and it's true. funny, me and my mom both really love gift wrapping, and so we'll like go sit and wrap gifts. Really? Yeah, it's just like a thing. It's so pretty. I don't know. That's really? really but like, uh, yeah. That's... But no matter what, like even with all the cute little wrapping sessions, like four hours. Yeah. Four hours. That happens two, Christmas Eve best for every us too. Time. Okay, that's mine okay, too. Okay, so yeah. you do that. Ding, ding, Wrapping. Ding. Yeah. Do you ever, um, do you ever, like, question the phrase um, "assembly required"? Because sometimes <laughs> we'll purchase a gift where it says "no assembly required," <laughs> and then you get you open it up, right? And there's nothing but assembly it's, it's required. Disassembly required. Yeah. You have to like unearth it from right. the Barbie right. box, you know, right. like yeah. all those little tiny plastic. But you don't ties. read the direction. Yeah, those are That's the worst. why you, on you all know, kid toys, those you, are like notoriously we, bad. We we have like a tool set. We're like wire cutters and 
you know, exacto nut or box yeah. cutters. Your hammer. family sounds super hardcore. Like We're, I feel like they like well, win like a lighting. No, contest. they're Christmas like, ninjas. Yeah. Like well, you guys well, be just, good at it, we, right? We've, we've had enough. Like we cannot get this gift to emerge right. from the packaging. Get out, you know, the jackhammer. No prisoners. I, like, I usually just that. use my teeth. Correct. See, and that's a great way to yank out a canine. Well, I, right. Yeah. No, so, I mean, probably true. Have you seen my teeth, though? Like, my teeth are huge. You, you have some fact, good looking jaws. Yeah, I got your some, teeth. like, horse teeth. I, I'm not even worried about that. <laughs> no, but the you problem... Don't even, like, these things, they get a lot done. <laughs> but you're going to cut your lip off. Some of that... Some of the, the wrapping... What do they call it? The box or that... The uh, packaging? Crab shell oh, case? What is it called? Yeah. No, it's where they put the black box mm. on an airplane crash. They wrap it in that hard plastic. Yeah, that's rough. Harris actually just encased in a meteorite. You need the National Transportation Board to help you get that cover off. When you're when you're considering using explosives to get the packaging open. (laughs) Yeah. What's frustrating is when inside the packaging are the explosives. And you can't even get to them. Every Christmas. Trying to get to those Christmas explosives. Oh, it just makes your heart so warm, doesn't it? Just put. Just think of that. The joy, the joy. that's going to come when mom finally, you know, severs finally, a finger, right. is bleeding out because the wrapping. Merry Christmas <sighs> to all the kids listening. <laughs> <sighs> Have you noticed Yikes. we haven't heard from Sky? Yeah, I do. You not celebrate Christmas? Well, Sky's sad you're, because you're a Wiccan, right? Sky, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. BYU <laughs> accepts all kinds. We do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. Uh... I'm just tired. Tell them why you're sad. I'm not sad. No. It's your last day. Let's tell them talk about, about it. Tell them about BB, your little sheep that got away. Yeah, BB got away, so she can't become Bob yeah. when she grows up. Her his sheep got hit by a car. <laughs> was BB a girl? BB was a, big, a girl sheep. Did she become Bob? I was name There's her like Bob. a lot of layers to that story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Bob. She actually <laughs> survived the accident. But uh, she fell in the gutter, and then her wool absorbed so much water <laughs> that she froze from hypothermia. Wow. There's a lot of shepherds weeping right now. Yeah. It's I nice. don't know where all the sheep talk's coming from, but... <laughs> it disturbs me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it disturbs all of us. <sighs> oh, man. Christmas break. So, um... <laughs> Sad. It cannot come soon enough. <laughs> it's fun. This is what this is what this is the reason for the season is to be together as one. <laughs> we eat biscuits and gravy. Christmas morning. I love biscuits love and gravy. We make homemade biscuits and gravy, but you know you're really ill afterwards because oh, yeah. you've eaten so much. Yeah, and then you have, then you're right. sick. Yeah, right, right. So that's rough. Nothing that's better maybe than our, that. our unanticipated. We're going to end it tradition. on that one. There we that, go. Indigestion. We do that too. Now, do you, you do you by the way have ham gravy or what? bacon no, sausage gravy? gravy. Who? Sausage what? gravy. Where are you try from? Try ham gravy. No, just try it. Boo. Those southerners, they don't know what they're talking Boo. about. Try, try ham gravy. Just try it. Nope. Anyway. No. I refuse. <laughs> Meg, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you. Merry Christmas, guys. Uh, tell Riley hi. Okay, I will. Tell him to just keep putting up with the whole gang of girls. <laughs> the whole Meg thing. The whole Meg. You're the best, Meg. We're going we're gonna to be back tomorrow. Tons of fun tomorrow. And maybe we'll even talk more about Bobo the Sheep. Skyboy's little baby. I thought it was BB. Something. BB turned into Bob. Bob. We'll be back tomorrow. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks for joining us, folks, right here on BYU Radio.